Hello, listeners, and welcome to Fables Around the Table Community. If you've been listening in order, please note that this is not an episode of Super, where we're playing Masks, A New Generation. Rather, in this episode, we'll be doing a special one-shot of the game Briar and Bramble. Um, Briar and Bramble is a Powered by the Apocalypse game where you play a community of animals searching for their home in the English countryside. It's based on works like The Animals of Farthing Wood and Redwall. We decided to take a brief break from Super to give you this episode. Um, Importantly, part of why we're doing this is because Brian Bramble is on Kickstarter right now. You can head on over to kickstarter.com slash projects slash drunk wizard slash briar dash and dash bramble in order to support the game and get your full art copy of briar and bramble if it reaches its fundraising goals tom caitlin nick and i had an absolute blast playing briar and bramble and we hope that you'll have just as much fun listening So uh, today we are playing Briar and Bramble. Real quick, have any of us played this game before? No. Sure haven't. Cool. So we're all on the same page. Yeah, none of us have played this game before, um, but we're excited to try it out. And because uh, we are cocky bastards, we're going to do it right here on mic for you. (laughs) (laughs) And if you like the game, it's on Kickstarter right now. Yeah, it's on Kickstarter right now. So you should go check it out um though if we screw this up please don't hold that against the game yeah. we're we're just gonna learn this that's that's the process here this is this is a little bit of a scramble that's okay <laughs> yeah go support the game no matter what <laughs> yeah it's, it's a neat game you should check it out um yeah so this is this game is called briar and bramble um it's a game about a community of woodland creatures looking to like survive in a dangerous world so we're going to start here by, like, figuring out the characters we want to play. Do any of you feel a strong urge to be like, yes, I will be the first person to talk about my character? Nick does. Everyone at the same time. And I just Nick, got volunteered, apparently. Nick feels that way. Nick loves to talk. I know, Nick. He loves to talk. <laughs> Man, I don't even get a second to wake up. I was literally asleep 15 minutes ago. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Half an hour late to our recording. Tom and I need to be on a plane in 12 hours. <laughs> yep. You have 12 hours. That's plenty of time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I have character creation pulled up right now. So step one is concept, which is what sort of animal you are and a vague idea of how you fit in with the community. So, um, I was thinking I would be a flock of starling. Okay. <laughs> That's right. The <laughs> flock is an option here. Yep. Because there is, I, I saw that there is the playbook, uh, the flock, 
which instead of playing one character, I instead play an amorphous collection <laughs> of many characters, uh, all acting in unison, which sounds like the kind of chaotic energy that I want to bring to the table. <laughs> Nick wants to show off all his voices. <laughs> so what does the flock of Starlings, what is the, what is their role in the community? Um, I was thinking that they are like scouts and lookouts because they can, they are many eyes. That makes sense. Um, so that, uh, they, uh, they can be many places at once and they can Mm -hmm. serve to keep a lookout, um, against, uh, threats that might do the community harm. Okay. And outside of like a practical sense, like in a social sense, what is it that like the star lanes provide to the community and also like what do they like get out of the community um in terms of like like what are they here for what like binds them with everybody hmm um i i think like the starlings themselves are like the embodiment of community itself so they almost feel as if um their involvement with a greater community is them kind of sharing their very nature with a larger a larger group Okay, so it's almost like they've like adopted the rest of the community into their flock, or at least like in their heads. That's kind of yeah, I think so. Like that, yeah, that's like varying degrees of true, but like I think in their mind, uh, that that's that's kind of what's happening. Okay, cool. So like like and then what you're getting out of it is just kind of like that intrinsic like the reward of like protecting and being part of this larger thing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so let's step through the rest of it. Or, actually, do we... Let's do it where we all go and do the concepts, and then, like, dig in deeper. Fiona, do you want to give us a concept? Sure. I'm I'm between two concepts, actually. So I okay. wanted everyone to help me pick. Um, the two concepts I'm sort of between are, like, sort of like a motherly but fierce um, European badger, and um and uh jack russell terrier those are the two (laughs) that i'm sort of between i love both of them yeah the playbooks being uh the guardian and the hound respectively but i like both of them so i don't know which one i should do both (laughs) 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 oh shoot (laughs) this game just got more complicated (laughs) yeah well, I was going to say that whichever one you don't pick, you can create as an NPC Yeah, later. the community member. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, which one Which one do you think would fit better in with what you guys had in mind? Well, do we want to jump to Caitlin? Sure. Yeah, Caitlin, what do you have in mind? So, I have the idea that I want, I would like to play at least Weasel. <laughs> One of the smallest weasels in the entire family Mm -hmm. of weasel-like critters. Why be least weasel when you can be most weasel? Because you could be tiny. (laughs) Listen, there's going to be like 100 pounds of weasel in this like 30 gram bag. (laughs) This is like, like tiny weasel, like less than a foot long very very little little baby weasel um and i kind of had the idea that they might be a little bit of an outsider 
just because um, weasels, and particularly least weasels, are known for stockpiling food. So they'll hunt, eat part of it as a snack, and then just keep putting bodies aside as like a sort of larder. Okay. okay. So I I guess it, it kind of depends on the other critters we're playing with because if we have another predator in the group then it's a little bit different and not so outsider-ish. But um yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure where they fit in at the moment. Okay. Well, I think that either of Fiona's would be at least somewhat predatory, right? Like badgers eat things, right? I'm I'm sure they do. Yeah, they're pretty vicious. Badgers are pretty vicious creatures. Yeah, so I think that either way, you won't be like the the only like predator. And I mean, starlings eat insects. Badgers are amongst the least carnivorous members of the carnivora, apparently. Okay. Mm. Interesting. So they are, but they're not. They're definitely not on the same end of the spectrum as weasels. Okay, so maybe That's like fair. I can do like the the like European badger, and then that leaves you to sort of do your concept because Jack Russell terriers. I mean, I had one for for years. <laughs> she was she was a vicious little monster, and I loved her. Yeah, we would have gotten <laughs> along maybe a little too well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was sort of thinking when you were saying yours. So I'm like, oh, maybe the Jack Russell like. Are they going to be like super best friends and just take over the game or just absolutely be in conflict all the time? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'll go with the badger. Yeah. Cool. cool. Okay. So we have um, a flock of starlings, um, a least weasel, and a badger. And okay, so I want to go back to Caitlin and ask, um, what is um, your least weasels like? What is What is their role in the community? That is a fantastic question, Tom. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, hmm. I guess if we're looking at Nick Starlings as like the epitome of community, then we'll say that my weasel is kind of more on the other end of that also where like they're they're somewhat the reason why you need to work to have a community. Um, that like they're fine with being a community member and they're more than happy to but it's also difficult for them in a sense because the community is made up of both predator and prey animals and they like everybody but they're also pretty voracious eaters okay so your character like oftentimes finds themselves wondering whether or not they even belong here and like if they want to be here right okay Cool. Um, Fiona, what is your badger's role in the community? I think that her role in the community is sort of like, um, almost like a den mother. Um, I think that she feels, um, sort of like maternal towards a lot of the, uh, a lot of the other creatures, um, but that sort of manifests itself in like sort of like strange aggressive ways sometimes. <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah, I think that that's sort of her role in the community. Okay, like, she's like the the mom. Yeah, she's the mom. She's like very loving, but like don't mess with her babies. Okay, I vibe with that. All right, so let's talk playbooks. So Nick obviously is the flock, right? 
Um, actually, I was no. Yeah, I'm the flock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Caitlin, what playbook were you looking at for your weasel? So I was with the description that we just went with. Um, the outsider looks good. Um, that makes sense to me. Since, yeah, the otherwise like the scout and the sneak would be nice, but if we've got a flock of starlings to like look at everything from above, we might not necessarily need those particular skill sets. Yeah. So I'll do the outsider. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna play the flock. I'm gonna play 374 different scouts. <laughs> <laughs> What playbook were you thinking of for your badger? I wanted to go with the guardian. Okay. Cool. Alright, so we have the flock, the outsider, and the guardian. That sounds like the sort of made-up characters from Metal Band. (laughs) (laughs) Should be playing Morkborg. (laughs) Yeah, really. Okay. Um, so the next few steps are all a little bit more technical. So maybe like each of us can kind of like do these on our own and then just like report back um, in a couple minutes. And then we'll just kind of like do the wibbly wobbly timey wimey edit so people don't have to sit here. Should we say our names? I was going to save that for the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself. Okay, I was just asking. I know that Nick is 374 starlings. <laughs> <laughs> But the next things are pick a starting move and assign your stats. So why don't we all kind of just like figure that out independently and then we can just like once we've got it like come back here real quick and like run down what we did. Alright. So through the magic power of editing you have joined us here um, (laughs) a bit in the future after everyone has picked their stats and their move. I'm not going to have them read that out because I think that would be pretty boring Um, and you'll find out soon enough anyway. So we're going to go straight to the uh, community tags. So um, the way this works is that each of you are going to get to pick um, one of two tags for your playbook to apply to the community as a whole. And then you'll also get to create an NPC character that like embodies or represents that tag in some sense. So do you want to go first again, Nick? I can, if I'm going to get put on the spot. So, um, the two that I have to choose from are collective, which means the community doesn't have a specific leader and instead acts based on what the majority of the group wants to do, um, or large, the community is a large collection of animals and, um, I'm going to pick large. Okay. And do you want to add an NPC to the community to sort of embody that? I think it's also allowed for you just to say your character embodies that. Um, I, I mean, I think that, uh, that would be accurate Yeah, if I wanted to do that. I can also create an NPC, but... <laughs> I think it would be nice to create an NPC just so we have, uh, have some NPCs. Sure. So, um, I want to pick an, uh, I want to create an M- NPC that is physically large, which I know is not what the tag means, but I feel <laughs> mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a synergy to that. Fitting. Yeah, and uh, uh, it also yeah. illustrates that the the community is uh, uh, diverse in species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think that there is a 
domesticated horse that is part of our community. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, do I do I name the horse? Yes. Okay. I'm not totally not googling horse name generator. <laughs> there is actually a fantasy name generator for horse names. Of course there is. Yeah, we are in England, so you can choose like an English name. Um Mr. Ed, no. Mr. <laughs> Edward. Mr. Ed. Uh so the horse's name is Caesar. Okay. I like that. That's a good That's horse good. name. Mm-hmm. That's a good horse name. It's a good strong horse name. All right. Caitlin, what is your community tag that you're going to choose for us? My options were choosing between an exclusive community or an inclusive community. Mm-hmm. And since we're also a large community, I'm torn. And I want to, okay, I think I'm going to say inclusive community. This community okay. has an easier time accepting new members. Um, and the community needs to welcome newcomers. Um, even though my own character uh, doesn't necessarily feel like they fit in. I think the opportunity is there. It's just very conflicted. Yeah, that makes sense. It's sort of like in a more exclusive community, you wouldn't be here at all. True. Mm-hmm. So your character's almost grappling with their own, like, allowing themselves to be accepted sort of thing. It's kind of like an, a, an internal struggle almost. Yeah. Yeah. So is there an NPC that you think would embody this inclusivity? So what do we, we've got our starlings, a badger, mm-hmm. a weasel, um, a horse. And a horse. And <laughs> a domesticated horse. So mm-hmm. it, feels, it feels like the place where we are is probably like the edge of somebody's like farmland. Yeah. So. Hmm. Inclusive family. Um, how about uh, a deer? Okay. I like that. I thought Nick was going to choose a stag when he was like a large animal and he said horse. <laughs> I went with the goofier choice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> I, was, I was thrown through a, through a loop. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I'm here to sow chaos. <laughs> if deer are any indication from like my own experiences and i know some of our shared experiences where they're just like on campus with you (laughs) then i think deer are good um we're gonna call our buddy um one of the name generator options is starling (laughs) (laughs) just make it confusing extra Um, confusing yeah really we'll call him haven oh i like that Haven, the inclusive deer. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. He takes us all in. Yeah. I I like that. A new new animal mascot of Project Derailed. Haven, the inclusive deer. (laughs) Oh, I love him so much. Best friends with Reggie the Possum. (laughs) Haven takes in everyone. Oh, even Reggie. Even Reggie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Fiona, what is your community tag you're choosing? So I, I had two. 
I had, um, as everyone does, I had two. I guess mm-hmm. it was not, like, it's actually sort of informative. Works, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, the two that I had, one was Brave. And uh, it was this community is more willing to enter potentially dangerous situations. The move being knowingly enter a dangerous situation, which just tickles me. Also known as the Leroy Jenkins maneuver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the other one was protected. Um, This community has a designated protector who protects the community and makes it less likely that external predators will face the community head on, which gives you the move uh, ward off external predators. Um, and I kind of liked Protected. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I thought that that would be, like, interesting with an NPC to sort of have, like, the, like, aggressive, like, you know, um, the very, like, uh, you know, aggressive, proactive, like, protector and then the, like, defensive mm-hmm. guardian. I thought that was, that was, like, an interesting... Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But for my NPC, I decided to go with my other character concept. Okay. The Jack <laughs> Russell. Yeah, the little Jack Russell, and I want him her Tibby because that was very much Tibby. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. She used to run after my sister's dog because she, my sister's dog, was terrified of Tom, and she would get in between them because my sister's dog always wanted to bark at them. So Tibby had to defend Tom. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Aww. <laughs> that's so. That's too cute. I'm gonna die. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta make it real cute before we get into this game that includes animal death. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know how you're going to run it, but... We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see where <laughs> life takes us. Yeah. Get attached, but maybe don't. We gotta be that, like, tragically cute. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so to, like, run us down, um, we have a community with player characters... Well, okay, let's let's do names. We'll do names. And then we'll do the full rundown. Okay, so Nick, what's your character's name? Uh so my my character collectively um just goes by the flock or all okay. them or hey you birds. <laughs> that is valid. <laughs> um individually I have a name generator prepared uh for when and if that becomes relevant. That sounds about right. All right. <laughs> Caitlin, what does your weasel go by? I was hoping you'd pick me last because I'm still like. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was easier to pick Haven's name. We'll call him Winter. Ooh. Aw. That's cute. Okay, so Winter the Weasel. Winter Weasel. Mm-hmm. All right. Fiona, what is your badger's name um i did come prepared with a name i looked up okay. shakespearean names and i'm going to go with beatrice uh-huh. yes. that's good beatrice the badger beatrice the badger everyone alliterate <laughs> we got yeah, it we so can nick only do f names or only do s names maybe both or e names for european starling mm. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it harder yeah. than it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> Winter the Weasel and Beatrice the Badger. And Nick. Like... <laughs> and Nick's pile of birds. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. Okay. 
And the, the community will have an undefined... We just said it was large. So an undefined other chunk of animals that we can sort of define on the fly. The ensemble. <laughs> yeah, the ensemble, yeah. Uh, we can just imagine them sort of, like, bursting into, like, big choruses every once in a while or something. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to kind of set us up here for our dangerous trek through the unknown for many years as long as anyone can remember the old wood was everyone's home it was a place where people maybe they didn't all get along but everyone lived uh, many thrived many were prosperous um and it was a place for, for everyone really but then um the humans came and they brought with them axes they brought with them fire, and they brought with them their hunting dogs. And it wasn't too long before the old wood had been pretty much cleared out. When that happens, um, many of the animals who were still alive decided to band together and set out. And um, you had heard a rumor that there was um, a safe place um, if you just travel far enough in the right direction. Um, and you're not sure how far it is. You're not even sure if it exists, but it's the thing that's holding you all together. It's the thing that's giving you hope. Is the possibility that someday you might get to the safe place. So that is um, the group's goal overall, is just move forward. The group has, over the past months, already faced a number of obstacles um, that have served to to a certain extent, glue the group together and give you a shared purpose. Um, and some friends have been lost along the way, um, but other friends have been gained along the way. And we're going to see what happens after that. So we are going to start out. Um, it has been several days travel um, since your last stop. And... Um, the community is now approaching a river. Nick, the, your starlings are the first to see the situation here. So while sure. the others are still in some forest, picking through, moving forward, um, your starlings are flying on ahead, and you see a mm -hmm. place where um, the forest sort of opens up, um, leaving this wide river um, that extends, you know, distantly in both directions blocking your way and um even scarier than that is that you see there are um birds of prey um vicious looking creatures um sitting in the tallest branches of the trees near this sort of open clearing with the river in it and they look hungry so uh, i really don't need to do a lay of the land because that was it uh, yeah, I, I gave it to you pretty much. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> to get us going so, here. <laughs> so my my uh, massive like undulating swarm of starlings that uh, moves like almost like a fluid uh, in the in the air will um, uh, after seeing this kind of collectively um, circle back to the group and um, fly down to roost into the trees above the. Um, I guess convoy of the community and uh, an individual will fly down to report to uh, the rest. Okay. Um, so you fly down 
and sort of the natural person to report to, I imagine, is Haven, our inclusive dear, um, <laughs> who, she was sort of like the starting point of this community. Um, she like kept welcoming more and more people in. So, yeah, so you come in, and Haven says, oh, hello, dearie, which one are you again? Oh, uh, uh, Frankie, Frankie of the, the flock. Uh, I'm the, the one that gave the report. Eh, never mind. Uh, so, um, uh, we got some river up ahead, and uh, more pressingly, there's some uh, nasty birds of prey sitting up in the in the branches. So, um, must mind the smaller folk as we move. Oh dear! Oh dear! Mm. So, um, yeah, Haven um, sort of calls some of the other animals together to get a sense of what what everyone thinks you know should be done about the situation with this river i'm curious what uh, everyone here has to say um so i think that right now beatrice is thinking of am i allowed to just make up like other critters that are yeah just go for it it's fine okay i think that she's thinking about um a group of little uh, baby field mice that is very small, probably can't cross the river and would also be in great danger from the predators. Mm -hmm. So I think that right now she's trying to think of a way she's kind of seeing them as like the most vulnerable in the group. We have a lot of like big group members. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, birds of prey can presumably get, you know, something um something a little bit smaller but you know we have like a horse <laughs> but we don't yeah. want we but we don't want to put the mice on the horse's back or something and have the birds of prey swoop down and get them so she's trying mm-hmm. to uh think of a way to um to hide them and uh conceal them as they go over the river and uh okay. and avoid avoid the you know avoid the um prey as much as or the birds of prey as much of, as possible but um, mostly worried about protecting the most vulnerable of the group. Okay. I'm curious if um, Winter has any thoughts. Or is Winter even here? Well, where could w- Winter be otherwise? I guess. Well, so I, what I'm imagining... Sorry, I should set the scene better. So I'm imagining this is like a circle of like some of the some of the more important decision makers in the group sort of deciding what's going to happen. It's too large a group for everyone to be involved in that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, so I guess what I'm curious about is like, is winter part of that circle, or is winter off doing winter things elsewhere? I would assume the latter, at least right now. Okay. Okay. Um. So winter, I guess then we can like pivot the scene a little bit. So winter, you have like overheard, um, through just chatter that there's like a river coming up with some dangerous looking birds of prey, and in fact, you know that you're small enough that they could probably you know mess you up pretty good if they wanted to so i'm curious like how winter feels about about that and like what winter is thinking of doing part of me wants to say that winter is also thinking about those baby field mice but um not in the same way that beatrice is uh i think (laughs) (laughs) caitlin oh hey Hey, we're being realistic here (laughs) what if we don't have food on the other side of the river (laughs) um since I think we get to play with concepts a little bit here, I think um, Winter is trying to contemplate who would be best to stick with in terms of like providing some sort of like cover 
for getting across the river, while Winter also would not have to be swimming across the river because it's not like they're a weak swimmer, but this is a river. That's yeah. that's pretty strong. It's big, yeah. That's big. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. So we're contemplating options on which of the rest of the community I could ingratiate myself on. <laughs> okay. All right, I want to kind of swing the camera back to Beatrice, um, who I assume you're still like in the circle, like talking things out. Um, I'm curious yeah. if Beatrice, so you said you were like worried about that stuff. Does Beatrice have any ideas for like what she thinks ought to be done? Or is she like waiting for other people to float ideas? Well, so point of clarification, we're not wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. We're not anthropomorphic animals. We're just animals. You're just animals. Yeah. There's no clothing. Okay. Yeah. You're just an animal. Okay. Like you can talk to each other, but, but like, okay. Yeah. yeah. We're just, we're just animals. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at her pretty abysmal sense, and I think that she is, um, right now trying to gather up all the field mice together, all the little children field mice, and, and she's going, okay, okay, one by one, you know, get, get in a circle here, and she's trying to, like, pick them all up at the same time, and it's just, like, not working. Like, there's too many of them. Some are, like, falling down. Um, But she's kind of hoping that uh, that someone (laughs) else will have a better idea. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'll say that a few other um, larger creatures, maybe, like, a couple deer, um, come over and offer, like, let the field mice, like, clam up on them. But that doesn't really hide them or anything. It just, like, kind of gets them up off the ground um so yeah so they go on to i'm kind of imagining that they're like going on to um caesar and haven and stuff so she's going "Hmm." and i think she's going to climb up on um on caesar and because i'm kind of thinking he's probably the tallest and kind of see how effective it is to get on his back and sort of huddle over the mice now she is a badger would these do we know if these birds would like like they probably would attack a badger but do do we know if they could like reasonably pick up a badger i don't know that they could pick you up um they could do some damage yeah and they would be perfectly happy to like well they would be they would not want to pick a fight with you i think yeah um they like if they really really felt they had to then they maybe could i mean they could hurt you for sure and they could like maybe maybe if they were really lucky i don't i don't think the physics of it really work they probably couldn't pick you up i imagine yeah um so she's going to try to get as many as she can and sort of like practice huddle and see if that will work and she and she goes hmm i i still don't think that this is going to this is going to protect all of them there's so many other small critters. What what else can we do? Um, another individual um, flutters down from the flock, and Frankie um, will uh, kind of chirp and uh, fly off to rejoin the flock. And this individual says, if I might be so bold, uh, the flock could perhaps attempt to swarm the predators to, at the very least, distract them. And then maybe scare them off with just our sheer force of numbers. At the very least, it might let the little ones get by without being seen. Oh, that might be an idea. Some some of us could go with you. That would be appreciated, I think. Uh, I speak for all of us when 
when I say I think that would be appreciated. Yeah, we we can get we can get a small group to go up first and, and fight them until they go away. I think that's as good an idea as any. If anyone else has any other suggestions, um, and we do have the community move um, from protected, uh, ward off external predators. So it wouldn't help with the river problem, but we might be able to help with the yeah one problem at a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We have a horse. We can deal with the river. <laughs> Fair. This is uh, Aaron of the flock, by the way, uh, if you couldn't notice. Oh, so pleased to meet you. I think we've met before. All these starlings look <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> uh, oh, we have. Uh, it was only just the other day, but uh, it's okay. I don't take offense. All right. So the plan that it sounds like is shaping up is like the flock sort of like swarms in and tries to, like, engage the birds of prey as best they can, while, like, the group as a whole sort of does, like, an all-together-now move to try and, um, w- like, use the community move of, like, warding off predators. Yeah. Okay. Um, what... So then the last piece, I guess, is, like, what is the plan to get across the river? Um, what I'll say is that the river looks like probably um like the larger animals can like walk a lot of it and like swim the rest without too much trouble Mm -hmm. though obviously like it's there's always danger involved in such things well i i was going to suggest this was still to do with the first issue okay but i was going to have uh beatrice go over to winter and uh say oh uh, oh what what are what is winter's pronouns and like how does winter like to be addressed um just uh he him okay so is it okay if she calls him mr winter (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) mr winter mr winter um so she uh so she goes over to him and she says oh mr winter uh I'm so sorry to disturb you, but we're getting a group together to go to go make sure that these uh, these predator birds stay away from from the little field mice and all the little critters in the community. Um, you're such a strong fighter. Would you like to join us? I think as Beatrice was initially talking, he was kind of getting a little like bristly, like, "What do you mean, small critters?" And <laughs> then he was like, "Oh, but I am such a brave fighter. You're right." <laughs> <laughs> like that that's good <laughs> winter is the most weasel in the least weasel body <laughs> yeah i think that every weasel is the most weasel <laughs> that's fair <laughs> so i think winter would accept that offer um and i don't know if that means that i would trigger a move for mine um because I have my starting move is trying to fit in um, when you seek acceptance from a member of your community. Um, roll social. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Oh boy, does Beatrice like me? That's a nine. So with a nine, seven to nine uh, is they will accept you as a member of the community, but they don't especially like that you're here. 
I think she's noticing how, how hungry he's looking towards his little field mice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But your help is appreciated now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she, like, she takes him over and um, is sort of, like, probably, like, chatting, like, you know, um, trying to, uh, trying to be, like, friendly and stuff and then uh, sort of sees the stomach growling, eyeing the little baby field mice and she's like, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, nope. Like, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Um, I promise I, I'm going to be good. You said I was a big fighter, and that's what I'm going to do. We can't eat other members of the community. They're, they're our friends. Mm, I mean, sometimes maybe you can, but okay, I won't. Maybe not right now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the river crossing, what I'm kind of mm-hmm. thinking now to sort of like telegraph is I think that the basic idea is the flock is going to be making like a fight or flight move and winter is going to be making a stay safe move to not get nommed and um beatrice is going to be um using the altogether now move to trigger the community move of like protected from predators i think so does that kind of track with everyone's expectations here yeah yep. i think yeah. so. The, the, yeah for the first issue yeah i think so for sure yeah yeah well i'm thinking that like if all of that goes okay then the the river well so so to further telegraph what i'm thinking is i'll treat the river as something that can go wrong on a bad roll on one of those other things that makes sense start to sort of enmesh you deeper into the thorniness of the situation and force you to improvise your way out okay (laughs) the brambleness of the situation perhaps yeah yeah (laughs) the brambleness yeah um so that's like me sort of like putting my my gm cards on the table there for that that's kind of how i'm seeing this working so if everything goes perfectly you just get across the river but i will uh be making judicious use of the river on any poor rolls (laughs) thomas (laughs) how dare you add challenge to this narrative i know right (laughs) conflict what yeah thomas this is a fun cute game about animals <laughs> nothing bad ever happens in those <laughs> there's one tweet i always think about that's like you know how in movies there's like the first 30 minutes where everyone's hanging out and having a good time and then like something bad happens i hate that part <laughs> <laughs> that's like same vibes yeah, but okay <laughs> So I want to um, start with, like, the uh, fight-or-flight role from the flock. So I'm kind of imagining, like, the flock, like, this big, like, undulating wave of birds suddenly, like, just fires out over the clearing um, with almost, like, stunning force trying to just, like, overwhelm the raptors Uh as quick Um, as they can. uh, So fight-or-flight is fierce, which is my worst stat. Sweet. But... (laughs) My attempt is more to distract. <laughs> True, yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna just go for it. That was damn good. I rolled an 11 minus 1 is 10. You did it. Yeah. Okay. So what I will say is that as you are flying um, directly in, um, like, two of the raptors... Um, you know, swoop directly at the flock. 
um, trying to break the flock apart with their ferocious talons and, you know, sharp ripping beak. But the flock stays steady, it does not waver for even a moment, and seeing that it has not broken your will, the two hawks immediately break off and circle back around looking for easier targets. As this is going on, the overall sort of like caravan of animals of all shapes and sizes, you know, breaks into the clearing at like about as fast as the larger animals can move along to try and keep this going. I almost imagine as the flock is kind of like undulating in that kind of surreal looking motion, it momentarily takes kind of the shape of a massive bird that uh, can confuse and frighten for just an instant. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so I'm going to say so. The the starlings have definitely like you know caused a lot of chaos, um, but they can only do so much. And there's several more of these raptors, so um, they start you know sort of circling around and looking. And um, so Winter, are you like you sort of like there defending one of the groups of like field mice, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to say that one of the raptors swoops down right at you, looking you dead in the eye with murder. And I need you to stay safe. Or, well, I guess you can also, like, choose to just, like, completely screw off. But, yeah, basically you need to stay safe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, What I think Winter will do with that being the, the context for the scenario, I think Winter would... Um, Mr. Winter, um, he would kind of like use his body for a second to kind of like move all the little field mice back at the same time that he like does one of those little like ferret like sideways hop things and get like really big and then like would try to like be like, ooh, no, get away as the stay safe. Okay. I imagine that as kind of a reflex thing, maybe. Yeah. That sounds right. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, roll a uh, plus reflex. I rolled an 11 for a 12. Wow. Okay, you crushed it. Yeah, you are fine. Like, the hawk just sort of, like, passes by helplessly, um, not getting anyone in here safely out of the way. And now I'm going to have um, Fiona make an all-together now roll for the whole community here. Okay. All together now. So we roll plus harmony. Do we have any harmony? Two. Oh, plus two. So I got two fours, which gives us a ten. Hey, that's pretty good. That's very good. Okay. So, yeah, um, the strategy works. I mean, the the hawks take another couple passes, but between, you know, the starlings harassing them in the sky and, you know, all the, you know, more ferocious creatures guarding the smaller ones, um, there's just... That, like, there's no way for them to get in and do anything. And they decide to give up. Um, they, you know, take off and all start flying way off in a different direction because they realize there's, like, this is not worth their time. There's better prey other places. There is a roaring cheer that sounds like a crowd, like a stadium full of people basically <laughs> come from the flock of birds. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> all right, so I'm almost imagining, like, the sort of, like, just caravan of animals now just like coming up out of the water and 
shaking itself dry. The field mice are hopping down to the ground and scurrying around all happy. Mm Mm-hmm. I got to say real fast that um, while I knew you meant uh, birds of prey every time you said raptor, the undeveloped monkey brain that is attached to a huge Jurassic Park fan had to consciously keep myself from picturing velociraptors that whole time. I just needed to get that off my chest. Every time we said birds of prey, I thought of the DC birds of prey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I feel less bad. Our brains have been ruined. (laughs) Ruined by pop culture. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help that I have like a that I have a Babstar print of the Birds of Prey like in my direct eye line. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> fuck me for trying to not just say hawk a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> you and your large vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys rolled really well, so I didn't get to have any fun complications. We'll try to fix that later. Our community okay. is a well-oiled machine, Thomas. Yeah. 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 Went really well um no one was hurt everyone's fine no i imagine that's like if this were like the like a movie or something that's like the cold open before everything goes bad oh okay <laughs> we're getting to the part we hate yeah or maybe not i don't know i mean we're been I, like well the dice will tell us right that's, that's can i can i actually part. change something because i i realize i did something probably misguided i want to change my npc's name to tabitha which is the full name for tibby because i'm like hmm uh, we're like okay. half expecting sense. these creatures to get like decimated maybe i shouldn't have done that that's fair let's change this in my notes um i'm also realizing i think i probably grabbed the wrong moves um i probably should have done engage a foe for um the flock of starlings and fight or flight Oh. probably would have made a lot more sense oh yeah well it was, yeah it would have been the same result either way yeah yeah it would yeah. have been about the same but it would have been narratively stronger that's what the next so, encounter is for yeah and that's why you know we're figuring it out as we go so uh hopefully our listeners will be forgiving about that kind of thing uh, and also <laughs> now you won't make the same mistake i just made if you're running your own game yeah that's that's what i think makes this one shot fun where we're like learning as we go that's like Uh the interesting stuff i Uh think we're bad at games so you don't have to be (laughs) there you go (laughs) hello listeners i am your host and favorite badger mom fiona lf kelly i hope that everyone is having a wonderful time listening to us play briar and bramble like i said at the beginning of the episode you can support the kickstarter now until october 1st at 2 p.m edt supporting the kickstarter will help fund a full art version of briar and bramble you can head on over to kickstarter.com slash projects slash drunk wizard slash briar dash and dash bramble to support the game and if you want to play a free copy of the game right Right now, you can head on over to itch.io, head on over to drunkwizard.itch.io slash briar to get your copy now. I highly recommend it. We had a really good time playing this game. Also, for those of you who are listening to Fables in Order, Super will be returning with episode four on October 13th. Um, it's a bit of a wait, I know, but episode four was really one of my favorite episodes we've ever been able to record for this show, so it's definitely worth holding out for. If you're new to Fables, we took a break from our season playing Masks, A New Generation, to bring you this special one-shot. We also have six additional full seasons playing a variety of games with a rotating cast. We've played games like Curse of the House of Rookwood, Babes in the Wood, Visigoths vs. Mogoths, and more. Each season really brings something special and 
and unique to the table. So if you like indie games and actual plays, this is the podcast for you. Our GM today is Tom Goldthwaite. Tom works behind the scenes for Fables in a number of ways, but every once in a while we drag him out and put him in front of the microphone and convince him to run a season. Tom composes and performs a fair bit of our music and fables, including all of the music in this episode. He also ran the season Chronicle, where he and a few others played Microscope, a GM-less game about building an epic history. Our other players are Nick Urosiva, Caitlin Camp, and myself. Nick has been involved with a number of fable seasons, including playing everyone's favorite grumpy and electric great-uncle Virgil Rookwood on Curse, and the teenage alien Strahovix, aka Starpiercer, on our current season Super. Nick is also the DM for the Any-nominated Spelljammer-inspired actual play podcast Tales of the Voidfarer. Caitlin returns to this one-shot as Mr. Winter, the most least weasel. Caitlin has been on the seasons Lost and Tiffany, where she played the kid detective Posey Drew Fisher and one-third of the titular Tiffany, respectively. You can follow her on Instagram at sunshine underscore Kate, that's Kate K-A-I-T, or find her on the Project Derailed Discord showing off her isopods or large collection of houseplants. And finally, I am Fiona L.F. Kelly. I'm the showrunner for Fables Around the Table, so I've been involved in some capacity with every season. Additionally, you can find me playing the Githyanki Pirate Ravnus on Tales of the Voidfarer. And I host the podcast Big Streaming Pile with Tom, where we talk about bad movies on streaming services. I know it looks like it's inactive, but I promise more episodes will be going up soon. And when I'm not podcasting, I like to write stuff. Um, I was a writer for the second edition of Trinity Continuum's Aberrant, and I've written articles about gaming and pop culture for websites across the internet. If you are so inclined, you can follow me on socials at Fiona L.F. Kelly. And now a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags on the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller projects to your backpack, roller, or tote. Finding the right luggage is so important. I know this because the top candle of my suitcase is broken, and it's been absolutely miserable to transport it place to place, especially since traveling is hopefully going to be starting back up again soon. So when that does, you really, I really can't stress enough how important it is to have the right luggage. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add fables around the table in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So, um the community um reaches, you know, the tree line um across the river and, you know, gets to safety there. Uh, everything is good. So, what we're going to do now is so that's like our, our like opener. Um 
Now, the next thing that's going to happen is um, we're now, like, in this sort of, like, forest environment. And I'm going to say that, like, your resources are now, like, unticked. Like, whatever resources you had um, previously for the travel have now been consumed through, like, whatever has happened previously to this. Um, the way it works is that in order to, like, move to the next environment, you need to use the homeward bound move, which um, requires resources to do. And resources are, like, binary. Like, the, the community either has resources or they don't have resources. So, basically, the way this works is that now, like, the goal is to get resources one way or the other. And resources are basically, like, basically like food that you can, like, mm-hmm. take with you to feed the community for a while. So, if you're able to get resources, you can make the homeward bound move to move on to the next thing. So, let me kind of set up the environment you're in. So, you're now in... Um, I'd say like a fairly typical sort of English wood. Lots of trees, bushes, all the stuff you'd expect. Like, so far you haven't encountered any threats that you know that part of what you're doing is most of the area you're going through does have stuff that might be dangerous in it. So just because you haven't seen it yet doesn't mean it's not there. Um, But you are, you know, sort of forced to stop and try and find resources to keep the journey moving along. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys and say, like, what's uh, what's your plan to try and uh, get resources for the community to keep the journey moving? So I kind of know what Beatrice would be better at. And her plan right now, I do not know if badgers eat bugs. Um, but she's thinking, and if I can kind of invent this in the space that there is a fallen tree and if she can move that fallen tree there will almost certainly be a bunch of bugs underneath it that can um feed like birds in the group and and uh critters that eat bugs and such okay so what i'm going to say is um i'm gonna sort of like translate that into like the lay of the land move to see if you can like find something okay so so then uh, yeah it's do the lay of the land um unless actually someone else wanted to do that because i have a minus one (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) um well the the flock can certainly get a lay of the land if need be and then the other suggestion i was gonna make was um the flock um kind of just by the nature of it being a flock uh was wondering if like my flock is more or less kind of self-sufficient in the form in the way of like food because it just like snatches insects that are happen to be flying around whenever it can. Um, I don't know if you'll allow that or not, but just like yeah, that's not really quite. The, yeah, so, so the way to think of this is, it's not really a question of like, is everyone starving? Like basically, uh-huh. the, the the assumption is that like everyone in the community is self sufficient, so long as they're not trying to do other stuff. Got it. So the idea is that in order to like, so in other words, like like if you stay here in this one spot. You could be stable at least until something bad happens. Um, so it's not really a question of like, can you feed yourself? It's more a question of can you like collect the resources that will allow the community to like move forward. Got it. And the resources are like a little bit more abstract. Like I'm not gonna be like counting like units of food per animal in the community. It's more like mm-hmm. discovering like something that will like allow you to gather enough food to carry on. If that makes sense. Got it. Okay, sounds good. Um then it, i uh the flock can then uh take a lay of the land and see what we can see all right 
um, would Beatrice be able to help by, um, since they're flying up, can she help by sort of searching in the, like, in the, like, um, tall grass or, like, brush or, or something like that? Yeah, so that would be, like, the help or hinder. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. Then you would, uh, roll first, I think. Or, I guess it doesn't super matter. Well, okay, we'll, we'll do it with Nick rolls first, and then Fiona will roll after. Uh, nine plus two is eleven. Okay. In that case, then, the help is probably not necessary. Um, so you don't need to roll Fiona. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, because if I roll low, it doesn't add the complication, but... Yeah, if, if you if you were to roll low, then it would, like, it would definitely yeah. cause a bad thing to happen. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted me to do that anyway, because... No, I wasn't going to have you roll unless it was, like, necessary <laughs> to boost Nick up over. Because otherwise it feels sort of, like, unfair. You don't want to kill all your PCs. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to feel like a slow burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. Okay, so you get to ask two questions from the list. Um, do you have it pulled up or do you need me to like, read these? Stuff? I have it right here. So, obviously, I'm going to ask what food could be foraged here. And then just on the um, uh, just in the interest of being vigilant in the pursuit of food, I'm also going to ask, are there any humans or human traps nearby? Mm, okay. Um, so, okay, so for question one, for food that could be foraged, um, while you're flying over, um, you see that there is, um, like, an area of the forest where um, there's just, like, a ton of what look like edible mushrooms that could be, like, collected and a lot of the animals here could eat to sort of, like, get them through a trip. So that looks really promising for foraging. Okay. You see it's it's a couple miles away, so... It, like you'd have to get the group over there to collect all those because they're your starlings probably aren't like strong enough to actually get them all up yourself. Um, probably not. Yeah. In terms of humans, um, you see that um, there is like a little cottage in the woods, um, pretty pretty far off, um, and probably not a huge threat. Um, and other than that, you don't see any signs of like, human activity in the area. Um, really just, like, one cottage with, like, you know, a little garden plot next to it. Got it. But other than that, it's, like, pretty pretty clear of human activity. Okay. My flock will uh, circle back to the group and take a roost in the trees, and an individual will uh, fly down. Um, will fly down to, to Beatrice. Okay. <laughs> and uh, be like... Um, it looks like there is some mushrooms that would be quite delicious if we could get the entire community over there. Um, but uh, just be warned that there is, appear to be a, a, a human dwelling, um, but it is some distance uh, off to the one side. So, so long as we give it a wide berth, we should be fine. Um, and Beatrice will go, ooh, humans, hmm. I think it's worth the risk if if the mushrooms look like we can eat them and take them for the journey ahead. I think we should go over there. I am inclined to uh, concur. Uh, I'm Addison, by the way, if you didn't. It's all right. Oh, oh, oh yes. I believe we spoke <laughs> before. Uh, what was it? Um, um, three days ago? 
Mm, I think it was four, but I think no matter. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll have to forgive me. I, I, I don't, I don't do very well with faces. It's okay. I get it all the time. I'm just picturing Mr. Winter over here in the in like the background of this scene, like <laughs> what? <laughs> what I'm imagining in my head is very memeable. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, the community, do you, do you start all heading off towards the uh, the patch of mushrooms a few miles off? Uh, yep. The starlings will kind of lead the way, I think. Okay. Yeah. So you're going along, but then something weird happens. So you notice um, some squirrels up in the trees, but you suddenly notice there's more of them than there should be, and they're all looking at you and just sort of seeing you move along. And then after a minute of this, suddenly all of them, every single squirrel all at once goes... scurries away and has just disappeared off into the woods. Beatrice is lowly growling in her throat. Well, that was creepy as shit, says the nearest <laughs> starling. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't like the... I don't know what they're planning, but I don't like it. So the group continues moving along. Suddenly you hear um, growling behind you. Behind the group. And winter a fox comes jumping out of the brush straight at you so i need you to make the fight or flight move oh boy plus fierce mm-hmm. i'm so fierce <laughs> so tiny i have a i put minus one for fierce because i figured <laughs> everyone else is probably not gonna be that fierce by me Oh no! Okay. <laughs> okay. So I I uh where no I rolled a seven, so I have a six. So for fight or flight, I guess on a six or below, you must either freeze or flee. Your choice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna attempt to flee. Okay. So, suddenly everyone else sees Winter, who is sort of near the back of the group, just goes tearing off um, into um, the woods off on their own, trying to get away. And you see, you know, this fox, um, you see there's a couple other foxes along with them, and they all start, like, jumping into the fray. What does everyone do? They're all, like, coming after, trying to, like, intimidate and harass. I'm going to fight the foxes. Okay, so that's engage a foe, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With her uh, claws and teeth, she she bears them and starts swiping at the foxes, trying to trying to take them on directly to give everyone either a chance to flee or, like, otherwise defend themselves and to uh, save her community. All right. So, yeah, roll plus fears. Um, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> that's nope. a five. Two and a oh, one no. and a two. We spent all our good dice at the beginning. Yep. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> that That's fitting, though. That's fitting for, for our uh, act structure here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works well. Okay, so I am going to make the uh, separate the community move. 
So what happens is that you um, hurl yourself in against the foxes, biting and scratching. And I'll say that um, Tabitha does as well. Um, you're a Jack Russell friend. Uh, and plus several of the deer even. But um, the foxes are like intimidating and scaring a lot of the other animals. And in sort of like the chaos, um, you see like a clump of animals, some of them like medium sized and some of them of the smallest are like all sort of like now running off, sort of in the same direction Winter went running off too. Um, like split off from the group and you see the foxes sort of like give chase and you can tell that the foxes are trying to sort of like break up the community and whittle down its numbers. Mm, two questions. One, mm -hmm. do I take any harm? And two, uh, my growth clock is when you put yourself in harm's way to protect members of your community, take your growth clock. Okay, you can definitely take your growth clock then. Um, I'm not going to have you take, well, yeah, I'll have you take a harm. Yeah, we'll take your harm clock. Okay. That makes sense, I think. Oh, and the other thing that happens is the community conflict clock is ticked. Uh-oh. Am I taking harm from mine, or am I still just running? You're still just running. You haven't taken harm yet. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to give the flock a chance to do something if you wanted to try and intervene here somehow. Yes. Um, I think the flock is immediately going to take flight from the roost and uh, kind of swarm together and attempt to move in kind of as one... Um, maybe a try to intimidate and scare off the foxes by like that, you know, resembling a, a, a single very large creature okay. moving through the trees. I'm going to count that as I think engage a foe makes the most sense. I think that makes sense. Yeah. So roll plus fierce. Nine. Okay. So yeah, so the flock, um, swoops in like that trying to intimidate well okay here's how i'm gonna do it that you swoop in um trying to intimidate but at first it doesn't work so i'm going to kind of give you the option of do you want to like have the flock get in closer and take a harm to like drive the foxes away or do you want to like back off and not take that harm uh no i'll take a harm okay so you do um after the initial attempt of flying overhead isn't intimidating um, the flock commits harder and actually like swarms around the foxes, like pecking at them and everything. And several starlings get harmed pretty bad um, in the ensuing scuffle. But the foxes do um, like break off their chase and flee back the other direction. Rip those handful of starlings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so tick your harm clock one. That's okay. I can heal harm by literally just recruiting more starlings. <laughs> yep, that's how it works. <laughs> okay, so situation now is the foxes haven't driven off. Um, they're no longer chasing. But um, the portion of the community that was split off has gotten pretty far at this point. Um, so, like, the, the main body of the community, you can no longer really even see them. You just kind of know the direction they headed. Um, the flock, if you fly up high, you can see, like, the sort of fleeing group of animals. Um, headed just kind of like away sort of still at a pretty good pace because they're still kind of like stampeding terrified um i'm gonna like pivot the camera to winter so winter you were sort of like driven into fleeing by the foxes attacking 
Um, mm-hmm. But now it's been like a few minutes. Um, the adrenaline is starting to fade just a little bit. And you notice um, the other animals are now kind of like coming up behind you. They're like another good chunk of the community. So I'm curious if Winter is going to like just keep running, stop and try and like do something, or what's like Winter thinking? Now that the threat seems to be gone, I think Winter would um, try to rally everybody back up. Okay. And I think we would do that using uh, voice of authority. That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, do you want to like tell me, uh, well, yeah, I'll let you roll first and then like depending on the result, you can like say what exactly it is that Winter says or does. (laughs) That's fair. Okay. So I got a nine. And so on a seven to nine for um, voice of authority, um, they'll do whatever we ask, but there's a complication. Yes. So, um, you want to describe, like, what it is that Winter, like, does and says exactly here? The situation is, like, sort of a bunch of animals are all barreling at you in, like, a blind panic. So I guess Winter will uh, kind of, like, where he has stopped, like, kind of run, like, back and forth and like, a, don't go farther! Stop here! <laughs> sort of a a (laughs) motion and then say the box is gone we have to go back turn around if we all stay together we should be safe okay so i'll say that um most of the animals stop but um one of the deer like keeps going and accidentally just kicks you (laughs) oh oh no no baby winter winter so so tick your harm clock. So I'm okay. imagining Winter just like getting like launched Whomped. and like slamming into a tree trunk <laughs> and just sort of like falling down with like a couple acorns falling around you. <laughs> there is no need for that. I didn't even do anything. And I'm going to say um, that the deer who did that also just keeps just keeps going, like still panicking. Like the other animals all stop and they're all calling out and the deer um, will say... The deer's name is Jimmy Antlers. <laughs> Jimmy Antlers. <laughs> so all the other animals are now calling out for Jimmy Antlers to stop, but Jimmy Antlers is just is just too scared and just keeps running off into the woods. But the other animals have all stopped now. This went from English countryside to Youngstown, Ohio, real. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Antlers. Jimmy Antlers. <laughs> So poor Jimmy Antlers is lost in the woods. But the other animals have all stopped. There's like a collection of different animals. Um, like a couple deer, a bunch of field mice, some squirrels, whatever else. Probably maybe like a badger or something. Um, so they're all stopped and they're all like listening to you now. Um, what is it you, what, what do you want to do next? I think uh, Winter will pick himself up from his bottom of the tree sort of sad area. And... Uh, would we have to make a move to try to get back? That wouldn't be a move. You, you, you can take them back if you want to do that. Okay. I think uh, Winter would try to take them back, but Winter would also um, be at the very front. We're going to be at the front. Okay. So Winter leads the way. So after a few harrowing minutes, um, the community at large, like sort of like settling back down a little bit, sees Winter at the head of a whole group of animals all 
all coming back to rejoin. And as they come closer, you know, many of the other animals run up and embrace their friends and are like, you know, hugging. Um, you know, some people are even like kissing each other because they're like all romantic. It's this very nice <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> I've not, I've now uh, just, just for the record, uh, marked two on my growth clock uh, because I gain on my on my growth clock when I use my numbers to aid the community, which like the river and then here, I think. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That tracks. Would I be able to put one for mine is where I belong. This is when you uphold a promise you make to a member of your community. You can take the growth clock. I, I think that I could go fair. back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I like that. Yay. Cool. Everyone's growing and changing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, while the group is sort of like regrouping, um, suddenly you see um, a squirrel like come nearby again. But this squirrel is like wearing this like strange like branches and twigs twisted around almost like form like like a little like hat that it has on its head. <laughs> <laughs> and the squirrel bellows out in its little tiny squirrel voice. Be gone, intruders! You have entered the realm of the Eagle King. The Eagle King? The Eagle King! He protects us with his mighty wings and leads us to victory in battle. Hey, Mr. Squirrel! I have an idea. Why don't you come down here and I'll show you how much your Eagle King can protect you. I am a proud servant of the Eagle King. I will not submit to your trickery. I'm not trying to trick you. I'm just going to say I'm going to fight you if you come down here. <laughs> no tricks here. <laughs> Your tricky words will not fool me. <laughs> Winter is like, I literally cannot be more straightforward. <laughs> the, um, the squirrel goes on to say, The king wishes to tell you he admires your bravery in battle against his mighty fox brigade. But be warned, that is but the tip of the spear for what he has to offer. Your bravery in battle has earned you this warning. Turn around, be gone from these woods, and you will be safe. If you continue further, you will be subjugated. One of the starlings is going to speak up and say, Is there perhaps a way we can uh, petition for safe passage through the Eagle King's domain? I would say that you are making the negotiate move. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, negotiate. Roll social. All right. I have plus one to social. Four plus. Uh oh. Five plus one is six. Oh. Uh oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny i do I've, I've been rolling really well on fierce which is my worst stat but when i roll on yeah. one of my stats that i'm actually like kind of good at i roll poorly um it's it's skylar's fault because she is the one speaking right now <laughs> that's that's fair skylar. fucking skylar she was never a people starling oh no <laughs> yeah so the squirrel will go ha there will be no negotiation here you have been warned, and the squirrel immediately like hops to the next branch and just like starts like running through like the canopy of the forest to leave. If he comes down here, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> well, uh, 
He was rather intense, wasn't he? Who's this Eagle King? Apparently the leader of this domain? Sounds fake to me. Whoever he is, we can deal with him. There's, there's squawks of agreement from all the starlings in the branches. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying because eagles make me really nervous. <laughs> we can do it if we stick together. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, uh, the, st the starlings squawk in further agreement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is the community going to like plug along towards the mushroom patch you saw earlier? Yeah, we gotta get those resources. Mm -hmm. Gotta get those shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so the community, uh, a little bit more wary this time, um, continues moving along. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I would like everyone to just kind of describe, like, now that you know that you're kind of entering hostile territory, what is everyone, like, doing to sort of try and deal with that? Yeah, I, I was thinking that Beatrice was definitely on the offensive, sort of, like, circling around the perimeter, like, looking up in, like, the tree branches and stuff. I think uh, Winter would have probably tried to find a spot underneath, but, like, not in the, the like, stepping on exactly territory of some of the larger animals, with hopes of being able to dart <laughs> under farther. Because okay. eagles don't tend to go, like, under horses or anything. They usually, like, tend to stay away from them. That's true, yeah. Winter's trying to be like, okay, well, if I stay under here. <laughs> and what's the flock up to? So the flock um, being, like, several hundred birds uh, <laughs> isn't the best at moving uh, stealthily. However, can at least move more stealthily than usual. By instead of, like, you know, flying in its, you know, undulating flock above the trees, it can instead move um, branch to branch, uh, you know, more on an individual basis than together. Okay, so sort of, like, trying to stay, like, also, like, below, like, the tree line, sort of. Yeah, and I think okay. um, I think it will still send out, like, a handful of individuals um, to scout ahead, but um, generally all staying below the tree line now. More like fluttering branch to branch branch as it moves rather than uh all the birds just up soaring together okay all right so the community moves along like this for another bit and suddenly um you see just standing right in your way is just a big fuck off bear <laughs> <laughs> and the bear is just standing there like hackles raised growling at the whole group i thought they said it was the eagle king the bear uh, speaks up and says, I am the bear knight. Be gone from my lord's lands or I will destroy you. You're called the bear knight, uh, says another starling. Well, that's not very creative, isn't it? Because I assume you're a knight and you're a bear. Man, I think the Eagle King could have thought up something more creative than that. We have a theme going. <laughs> 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 all right so uh at that the bear is going to um just lunge right in i think so uh beatrice you were kind of like standing guard over the whole thing right yeah she's getting yeah basically as soon as she sees the bear lunge she's gonna lunge right back <laughs> yeah okay so i'm going to invoke uh fight or flight well, Beatrice has Unshakable. Oh. So 
when another animal attempts to intimidate you, you roll plus fierce. So this is what replaces fight or flight for oh, cool. the guardian. Okay. okay. Yeah, how does that work? Unshakable, when another animal attempts to intimidate you, roll plus fierce. On a 10 plus, you are not intimidated. Gain a plus one forward against wow. whoever attempted to intimidate you. On a 7 to 9, you are intimidated but are able to keep your cool. So basically, a 7 to 9 is like a success on Fighter Flight. Gotcha. So you're just like better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, roll it. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a 6 and a 4 plus my fierce, which is a 2, a 12. I'm not intimidated. And I get a plus yeah. 1 forward against the Baronite. All right. So the bear knight tries to drive you off, but you are, you are unfazed. You are ready to throw down. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I'm gonna let you kind of take the next next middle of the spotlight here. What does Beatrice do? Do you engage? Yeah, she's going to. Um, she is going to engage a foe. All right. Oh, please do good again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a four. So one and four and two is seven. So that's engage a foe. Um, yeah. On seven to nine, you deal your harm at a cost to yourself or others. Mm-hmm. I will say that this time is definitely a cost to yourself. So, yeah. um, so basically, I'm going to tick a harm for the bear, but you have to tick a harm as well. Can she tick a growth? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to uh, swing over to Winter. What is Winter doing as this all on like unfolds? <laughs> I think, as per usual, we're conflicted because, on one hand, Winter likes to fight things. On the other, that's a bear. <laughs> and like, least weasels are like the size of like a human hand. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna be. A little reckless, I think. Um, All right. So, I think what I'd like to do is try to help Beatrice by, like, launching at the bear's face when its head's turned away and, like, grabbing onto its ear. <laughs> and then just, like, screaming through its little mouthful of ear. Oh, <laughs> Okay. I'm going to say that's just a straightforward engage effect. Um, eight. Okay, so yeah, you um, you definitely hurt the bear. The bear does not like you grabbing onto his ear, like at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, not even a little bit. Um, however, the bear starts um, swinging um, his head around, trying to shake you off, and you do indeed get shaken off and sort of whipped through the air. Um, I want you to make the stay safe move um, to avoid like being as you just like soar through the air. Um, I would like to use the helper hinder to have some of my starlings kind of attempt to catch winter. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we'll do it the way we did last time, where Caitlin can roll, stay safe, and then based on the result of that, you can choose to like um, help. Ooh. Well, I went for uh, a feat of speed or dexterity. That seems pretty sensible. To, like roll myself back around so I can land okay. And okay. Reflex and I rolled a 12. So nice. Damn. Nice. Bam. All right. 
So whipping through the air, you um, expertly pivot yourself around and uh, like grab onto it, like a branch is passing by and sort of swing around it a few times and I'm like <laughs> totally good to go. <laughs> I think a handful of starlings move to catch you, but you catch yourself on the branch before, so they're kind of just fluttering there and then they like shrug. <laughs> they hold up little signs that say tens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say winter uh, at this point like perched on this branch is just going to like continue like screaming at this. <laughs> I'll take you again, too! I don't know this Eagle King! You mean nothing to me! (laughs) So what are the starlings doing? Uh, I think the starlings are uh, mostly kind of like setting up kind of a perimeter um, to protect the other members of the community if the bear should like move out of the center of the clearing towards anybody. Okay, so... To me, it makes sense to say that's like the all together now move to like protect sure. the community from. Yeah. It like triggers the community move. That's the uh, the tag move. <laughs> right. That is uh, ward off external predators. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So that means you roll plus harmony, which right now the harmony is plus two. Okay. Oh no! I rolled two ones. Oh. Oh no. Nicholas, how could you do this to our beautiful community? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Rowan's fault. He was the one in, in, in this time. Okay. So the Starlings try and, like, um, get, like, everyone to kind of, like, huddle together and be protected. But uh, Tabitha um, ignores um, her usual role to, like, stay and protect. And instead jumps right at the bear and gets kicked through the air and knocked unconscious against a tree. Oh, no! no. Classic Tabitha, though. Classic Tabitha. Yeah, classic, classic Tabitha. Tabitha. So Tabitha is out for the count. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'm going to circle this back to, uh, to uh, Beatrice. Yeah, I feel a little bit like Troy Barnes, like going into the apartment and community. <laughs> <laughs> like I had these awesome roles, and then just it all fell apart. Hmm. I think so. Um, badgers have like sharp claws, right? Oh yeah. 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 So I'm thinking that her next move right now would be to like maybe scurry up a tree and see if she can like break a heavy branch to fall on the bear's head and knock the bear unconscious. Okay. So I'm gonna say that's lay of the land, but I'm gonna like well, okay, so so you, you say you're specifically trying to break the branch and like drop it on his head. Yeah. Well I'm trying to do show of force. Okay, um, oh got it, got it, got yeah. it. Okay. That when you sense. attempt to exert your physical strength to move or, to move or damage an inanimate object, roll plus fierce. Okay, that makes perfect sense then. Okay, yeah. Sorry, that, that's my bad. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Uh, yeah, I was going off my playbook move. No, that's very um, smart, yeah. That's, yeah. That's how the game works. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay, so that's two fives plus my fierce, I think it's plus two. So 10 plus, you can move or break the object in question. Okay, so yeah, you, you break this branch. And the idea is like to have it like come crashing down on his head? Yeah. 
Okay, so what does, like, the, the move, like, what does the description of the move say, like, what happens on, like, a 10 plus? You move or break the object in question. Oh, okay, so it just, it just, it just, it does the thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but then it's, like, up to us to, like, interpret what that means. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'll say that definitely. So, okay, you run up, you know, smack the branch, and then, um, comes down and drops down on the bear, and I'll, you know, take the bear's arm off. So, yeah, uh, the bear did not like that. I'll also say, um, take, um, one forward to whoever acts against the bear next, um, because the bear is, like, dazed and a little woozy from being bonked on the head by a big branch. Nice. And I'm gonna say, uh, Winter, what does Winter do? Um, so the situation you see is that, um, after Tabitha got kind of knocked around, um, the rest of the community is looking pretty spooked, um, and seems, like, really unsure. And they're impressed by Beatrice, but they're still really worried about this bear. So you could, you know, curl yourself at the bear, or maybe try and do something with the community, or whatever you think makes sense. I'll say that Winter will try to rally the rest of the group and um, encourage them to encourage them to um, also like step forward and like present like a united like we'll all fight you because we will sort of okay up front so like while this bear is still like oh no like there's a, there's been a couple of us attacking that like the rest of the community is also here so like if you went through a few of us you, there's still the rest of us here mm-hmm. i'm gonna say i want you to like add to to the role one because um you led a lot of these um animals back to the community just recently and then another one, because they all saw you run, and then came back and attacked the bear. So they know that, you know, sometimes you're scared, but you can get over it and fight that bear anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We roll a two and a six. And then with that, uh, the plus two and ten. Nice. So yeah, with the voice of authority, um, the animals, you know, he- he- the community hears you, they realize that, you know, they can do this together. You, this tiny little weasel, can fight a bear and, you know, be brave. Surely everyone else can. So the community as a whole suddenly, like, snaps together almost and takes a few steps forward and starts, like, growling menacingly at the bear. The bear is truly terrified of that. Um, so the bear is actually going to start, like, backing away slowly. If you guys want to, if you just, like, hold your ground, like, the bear will will leave. Do you want to do that, or do you want to, like, harass the bear, or say something, or do something? What's everyone's kind of feeling here? I think the, the starlings are going to congregate uh, as a unified front along with the rest of the community to make this large uh, interposing group of animals feel even larger. Okay. Yeah, Beatrice is going to drop down from the tree and sort of do the same, like, intimidating pose, but she's ultimately standing with the community. So I imagine there's this group of animals, and then there's eyes of, like, hundreds of pairs of starling eyes looking from the branches all around the group as well (laughs) which as a person who has a flock of starlings that lives like that they roost in the tree right outside my house every night it's pretty intimidating to walk out there and know that they're all (laughs) and that's That's when i like i like them a lot and they're cool but like 
Mm-hmm. Like yikes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um the bear the bear decides that he's had enough. Um he takes off at like a dead bear sprint through the woods, just getting as far away as he can, as fast as he can. And I imagine the community all starts like cheering and whooping and hollering and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you beat a bear, this community can do anything. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's another cheer from all the starlings. Does the community um, continue plugging along forward towards the mushroom patch? I think so. Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. So the community keeps going, um, and everyone's in high spirits now. You know, there's no way um, anything bad can happen. And then um, you see what looks like several dozen foxes are approaching from the front, but they're kind of keeping their distance. And you see swooping in from overhead. A large eagle that settles in the trees above, you know, kind of in front of and above the community. And the eagle says... I am impressed by your perseverance. But who are you? Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to think of anything better from the winter like either. That. So it's like, don't That's say good. anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The eagle says, I am the eagle king. That's what we figured, but I, I guess we've just given you the benefit of the doubt. I wanted to extend to you an offer. Eagle lets that hang. Suspicious. <laughs> Does anyone respond to that or just like lets that just sort of sit there and like gather dust? I think winter is just kind of going to be like, Does this offer include passage through this territory without anybody getting harmed and that we get to get through that mushroom patch and nobody is any for wear because it better be yeah what he said my offer is far superior to that you have all proven your capability as explorers and warriors I would have you swear allegiance to me and join as part of my elite forces in our great war against the world do I get to be a duke I will name you Duke. You'd probably give me a weird place to live, too. That's fine. I don't want your dukedom. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Casey, the starling, which is the one who has been talking, looks down at uh, Winter and says, Are you kidding me? Have you seen the hat that the squirrel was wearing? I don't think any of us want any part of that. That's true. It was a weird hat. <laughs> That hat is a great honor. That squirrel defeated 25 other squirrels in single combat to earn the right to wear that hat. That that hat is stupid, and you know it. And that squirrel ran away from me. He wouldn't have beaten me, I promise. The squirrel was under orders not to fight. That squirrel would have annihilated every single one of you. <laughs> <laughs> he says after we just beat a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's there's like a murmur from the Sterlings and uh, the Starlings and you you hear uh, a likely story. Yeah, I'm just hearing lots of excuses. 
The eagle says, this is my offer. Swear allegiance, bend the knee, and become masters of these woods and more. You will gain titles of nobility and recognition beyond your wildest dreams. Or face the wrath of my armies and be destroyed right here. That sounds an awful lot like colonialism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are in England, so fair enough. (laughs) I... I think Beatrice is going to step up and say, um, please, Mr. Eagle King, I'm I'm one of the fiercest fighters here. I'll stay with you if you let everyone else take the food and go without harm. And she's trying to negotiate. Okay. Roll it. That is a six and two is eight. Plus one social, so that would be a nine. Okay. The eagle um, ponders this, and he says, yes, yes. Such a large group would strain my resources greatly, and you fought so well against my knights. I will accept this offer. You join me as a knight of my valiant legions, and the rest of your community shall be allowed to gather resources and pass. This bargain I accept. But at this, um, Haven pipes up and says, Beatrice, no! Yeah, another starling is going to flutter down and land next to Beatrice and uh, look at her and say, No, you you can't go anywhere. We, we need you here. And I think that Beatrice is going to look at the sort of like scuffled up faces of these other critters and like start like thinking about what the community has been through and um she's going to say i i just don't see if there's another way this way everyone could get the resources they need and they could be safe i think mr winter is gonna do one of those like funky little like weasel flip things when they get like super excited and (laughs) excited and agitated and so you're like but beatrice we beat everybody that they went up that they put up against us and i don't think that they'd be very nice to you if it was just you left here without us and mr eagle king is probably not that cool anyway he just makes everybody else do his bidding and they don't seem to like each other as much as we like each other. If they're all going to be fighting each other, like that squirrel fighting everybody else, I don't know. I think you should stay. I, I like it when you're here. I would say, um, do you want to... I don't know if this is supposed to work against other player characters or not. Would, like, voice of authority make sense? I'll let, I'll let you decide, Fiona, if you want, like, Beatrice to, like, just accept it or, like, have have um winter roll or how you want to handle it i i think i think winter should roll because i'm pretty conflicted and i think beatrice is pretty conflicted okay. so it's roll plus your relationship with the target so i think that that would be that would work yeah yeah um and the the starlings would like to to help uh as well using help or hinder um because uh millie which is this particular starling uh-uh. uh, is going to say if we just continue on we can get the mushrooms and then we'll be out of out of this guy's feathers before there's an issue. We'll solve the problems as they come like we have before. We don't need to do anything drastic. All right. So I realize um, now that as part of character creation, we were supposed to establish relationship scores with each other. 
I did mark those. I, uh, I did mark those too. Oh, did you? Okay. So yeah. what is their relationship between? Well, I guess the other question is whose relationship counts? Is it Winter's relationship score with you or your relationship score with Winter? I was thinking it was Winter's relationship. Well, do we have the same numbers is the first question. I have a minus yeah, fair. one. I, yeah, I have a minus whatever the lower one was. I think it was a minus one. I, I did also put Beatrice as the, the flux plus two and Winter as the flux minus one. Okay. Just because Winter was newer to the group. Yeah, that's like the, the point of the outsider. I would guess if it's role plus relationship with your target, it would be like your own relationship because you use your own stats yeah. for everything Yeah, I think that else. makes sense. Yeah. So what is Winter's relationship to uh, Beatrice? I think by default, it has to be that Beatrice is the one they know best. Okay, if so that'd be If only because there's so many of the flock. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, we present that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, wait, do you start with, um, okay, yeah, yeah, plus two, yeah. Yeah, so we're rolling plus relationship for voice of voice of authority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. It is a... Oh, I rolled a 10. Plus a 2. Ooh. Ooh. Dang. I'm very tiny and convincing. Yeah, I think that um, Beatrice is, like, especially moved by this because Winter is, like, so on the outside. So, like, Winter especially making this plea, I think, is going to, like, soften her heart so much. And uh, she pulls him into a big hug, and she says, Oh, Winter, I, I, I couldn't leave you. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh. I promise I'll be better. Sort of. I mean, at least I'll try. The Eagle King scoffs and then says, So be it. Attack, my warriors. And he sort of waves a wing, but the foxes just kind of stand there. And then the foxes all turn around and just sort of walk away. <laughs> all the starlings are watching the foxes. Like they, they like got ready to like jump to action. And then seeing that the foxes are going away, all of the starlings in unison snap their beaks in the direction of, uh, you know, uh, the, the eagle all looking at them and uh, at the eagle in unison. The eagle suddenly straightens up just like bolt upright and then immediately starts flapping to get as high as he can as fast as he can (laughs) yes i think the starlings are gonna converge to try and drive the eagle off i will say that works (laughs) the eagle is driven off as fast as the eagle can go (laughs) there is another cheer that ripples through Mm -hmm. the (laughs) ripples through the community Um, and then, um, as, you know, many of them are walking away, you see a handful of squirrels up in the trees come, you know, come and, like, kind of look over and peek down, and a few foxes come up, and eventually one of the squirrels peeps up and says, Can't, can we join? You seem nice. We'd like to join your community, please. Oh, the more the merrier. <laughs> we'll say, our community move is to welcome them in, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you welcome in a bunch of the Eagle King King's people. 
you get the mushrooms, you have plenty of resources to carry the journey forward. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the session here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Yay. that's adorable. I like uh-huh. that. That was really cute. <laughs> that was a good, like, three acts. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out real nicely. Yeah. That was cute. That, that was, was fun. That was super cute. Yeah. I think I think as a final beat, one of the starlings flutters down with one of the eagle's feathers that it has plucked off in its pursuit and presents it Aww. to Winter as like an official Aww. you are now like part of Aww. the community. Oh yay. If this were a movie, there would be like a song right now. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, that's your cue. That's my cue. I gotta write some freaking music again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that was Briar and Bramble. Yeah, it was, was so much fun. Did everybody have a good time? That was cool. I thought that worked really well. Yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah, yeah that was nice. The community theme is really fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it like emulated the feeling of those sort of like heartbreaking like small children's animal films. I was going to say when we were looking at the description for Briar and Bramble, and it said that it was reminiscent of the animals of farthing wood that i was like oh no (laughs) oh yes but oh no haunting i wanted to keep it wholesome (laughs) you just scary (laughs) jimmy antlers jimmy antlers you never did find jimmy antlers Oh yeah, we forgot about Jimmy Antlers. Yeah, you guys just <laughs> we had bigger forgot issues. About yeah, well, I was I was curious if you guys would decide to like try and like go like no man leave no man behind with Jimmy Antlers or just kind of. Well, I feel like Jimmy Antlers does this all the time, and he always finds his way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. This is classic Jimmy Antlers. Fucking Jimmy, Jimmy Antlers. Jimmy. Every goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I hope everyone had fun. I hope the listeners had fun. Um, I want to uh, say goodbye to listeners and thanks for listening. And uh, I want to encourage you to check out this game on Kickstarter. Um, Fiona, do you want to give the rundown of where they can find all the information for that and everything? Sure. Um, so, yeah. So, right now you can find uh, Briar and Bramble on Kickstarter at kickstarter.com slash projects slash drunk wizard slash briar dash and dash bramble um if you google briar and bramble kickstarter it's the first link um it's pretty i'm sure we'll have a link in the show notes and everything too yeah we'll have a link in the show notes um the cool thing actually is that it's also on on um itch itch.io for uh free right now and i believe it's going to stay free um the kickstarter is for the full printed like beautiful art version um, the rules that we were going off of were just available on itch.io. Um, but if you like the game, I really do recommend uh, supporting the Kickstarter because it's always cool to see like really neat projects like this come to life. Um, cool. You can, yeah, you can find it on drunkwizard.itch.io slash briar. Um, and the game designer for this is uh, Freddie Taylor Bell. And uh, you can follow Freddie um, on Twitter at the drunk wizard underscore and yeah they have a lot of uh they have a lot of cool things in the works it looks like just from like uh poking around different stuff but yeah i'm i'm very excited for the kickstarter it looks so cool the art looks Mm -hmm. really beautiful too that's cool for sure for the art nice all right well uh bye everybody um and thanks for listening
Introducing Tales of the Voidfarer. Join the spacefaring adventures of a group of misfits in this D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting, Spelljammer. My name's Marco Astorio. My character is a Gith Yankee. My character is a Doar. Adorable little penguin people. You're ravenous, right? Yes, and you are. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Luckby Cumble. My name is Captain Valeria Rain, and welcome aboard the Voidfarer. Luckbeak, Ravnus, come on! <laughs> There's so much to see over here! Catch new episodes of Tales of the Voidfarer every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast fix. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, did you just hmm? say that's funny and not laugh, Ravnus? We really have to work on your social skills. <laughs> Projectderailed.com